0: Hi, making progress. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. What time is it in India? It's uh, 11.23 p.m. 11.23 p.m. Okay. Yeah. You're about uh, 10 hours, 12 hours ahead of us. Exactly. I'm in Arkansas, USA. Y-
1: you, your, your state is? Arkansas. Okay, okay. So, firstly, I want to thank you, sir, uh, for accepting my request and accepting to talk with me. I'm sorry? Uh, Firstly, I want to thank you for uh, accepting my invitation and uh, accepting to talk with me. Sure. Talk with you? uh, Yeah.
0: I have trouble understanding.
1: Yeah, I understood you. I know you. Uh, I'm telling you that, uh, thank you very much uh, for coming to my show and uh, uh, accepting it uh, uh, immediately.
0: Well, thank you very much. I, I, I appreciate your inviting.
1: So uh, I, I thought to introduce uh, you to my audience and to the world who watches this video uh, from anywhere on this planet.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. I appreciate it.
1: So can you please introduce yourself uh, to, to, to the world?
0: My name is Larry K. Morphew. I am from the state of Arkansas in the United States. Um, I have written my first book. I'm 70 years old, so I'm a late bloomer, late starter, and um, I hope to write many more. But I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about it and uh, to tell the world a little bit about what my story is about. In fact, there are three stories. Uh, in this book, which is called Country Folk, uh, we live in the southern part of the United States, which um, is uh, much warmer than it is, uh, you know, in uh, the northern states like uh, the Dakotas and Wisconsin and Minnesota. It gets very cold up there, and it's been cold here too, but. Uh, uh, the area that i'm from is very rural uh country people live here most for the most part um the stories in my book come from uh stories that have been passed along in my family and 10 siblings and uh the oldest of my siblings i'm 70 the oldest sibling is 92 which puts about 22 years between first kid and the last kid. My mother was having kids for about nine years of her life. And, uh, they lived in the rural South. It was, uh, very poor. You know, they lived through the depression, which, uh, no one had anything, uh, no money, no food, very little food. What you had, you had to raise yourself. But, uh, the stories in my book, there's three short stories that, uh, are basically about uh, stories that have been passed down to me, being the youngest of the eleven, uh, from my brothers and sisters and my mother and 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 people in my family that lived through that. I didn't. I missed it, and and in a way, I'm glad I missed it because it was hard. But uh, I don't think those times should be forgotten. Uh, those people were, um, as I said, they're poor. They didn't have a lot of opportunity. They didn't know about the fine, better things in life because they didn't have it. They um, had what they had. If you didn't grow it or raise it uh, on your own farm, then you didn't have it. So the stories that have been passed down. The first story in the book is about my uh, uh, aunt, my uh, aunt. Her name was Sadie, she was really my mother's half-sister. And uh, all the stories are about children in that time, growing up in that time. Uh, Sadie is the first story that was about my great-aunt. She was abused by my grandfather. Um, She was uh, sometimes, and in one particular point that the story is about, she was uh beaten and then she was uh sent into the woods she was stripped naked she was made strip naked and she was run away ran off into the woods because her father wouldn't let her come home the story is about her struggle in the woods and meeting some people who were kind to her the next story is uh, called the first frost which is really about my mother and you know we we look forward to christmas and birthdays and things that we might get these fabulous gifts and they didn't get them back then their their gifts that they received at christmas were generally an apple or an orange and maybe a couple of pieces of hard candy well the best part of the year was not christmas for those kids it was the first frost because in the first frost they would actually let the child buy a new pair of shoes. They, they went barefoot. They had no shoes up until it got cold. And then they would buy them a pair of shoes to last through the winter. And that's basically all they lasted was through the winter. Um, and it, it's, it's about kindness. Uh, you know, I've I put a lot of things about the sting of living in, in my stories. But then there's the kindness, and there's the sweetness, and there's the love and understanding that you find too. The last story is called Tinker, Tut, and Doodabber. Those are all nicknames. The Tinker and the Tut were my brothers. The Doodabber, was uh, his real name was Poit, and he lived uh, next door. And it it came a flood. The, the creeks and the rivers were just rolling. So they decided. To, this was back in the uh, They decided it would be fun to go down and jump in this raging river and see how fast they could swim downstream. Well, they jumped in the river, and the friend, Doodobber, almost drowned. So they had to drag him out and, and revive him. So it's, it's, a, it's a dangerous uh, journey that these three boys had. One was 10 and the other two were 12. So they were very young boys jumping in this raging river and luckily they survived. So that, that's the culmination of the three stories in the short book.
1: So why this title?
0: What? Why, why this title? What, the title? Yeah. Uh well, I thought of a, a number of different things for it and, and the one that um, describes it the best are just country folk. They're people who live in the country. Uh, they don't have a lot. You know, their entertainment is self-made. We didn't, they didn't have the, the computers and, and the phones and the TVs and all that back then. They had nothing. So they had to invent their own entertainment. So, uh, and the work was cut out. You know, the, the kids didn't uh, sit around back then on their cell phone because there weren't any. So they had to get out and do the work because everybody uh, in those times had to do something to support the family. And they had so many children. You know, there were probably no more than five or six children in my household at a time. It's feeding five or six children in those times were very difficult. So they had to to make the the best they could. And the children had to get out and work. They had to go out and feed the pigs and milk the cows and and the horses and and chop the wood and and all all that. Gather the water, no pumps, so they had to go out to the well and, and draw a bucket of water and carry it in the house for the cooking or whatever. So it's just... Country people living a simple life. I'll use the name country folk.
1: So uh, what is the response that you got uh, for the book that you published? The what now? Uh, what is the response uh, that you got uh, for the book uh, that you have published?
0: The what for the book? Yeah, the response. The response? The response has been it, been Okay. Uh, you know, I'm I'm new at this. This is my first uh, actual publication. I worked in, in radio and television broadcasting for years, and um, I wrote a lot of stories that were uh, either put into uh, productions with uh, stories of I did children's stories and all kinds, of things, but um, the uh, uh, writing that I did. Uh, in short form there were like 60 second commercials or 60 second uh presentations of some sort um so it it was it was different kind of writing but i've been writing since uh, i've probably been writing for 50 some odd year but this is the first time that i decided that okay i'm 70 years old uh one of my things that i want to do before i kick the bucket bucket list before I die is to write a book because I've been writing all my life why not why not write it and and keep the memory alive of all these people back then and the struggles they went through and the compassion that they had and the uh, determination they had the faith that they had uh that needs to be remembered
1: so uh, uh you are into uh, radio broadcasting and uh, tv broadcasting
0: Yes, yes, I was in that 40 years. 40
1: years uh, you was into that?
0: 40 years? Yes. Um, I started in in broadcasting when I was 19 years old. So it it was in 1968 or 69, so a long time ago. But um, it was a great, great job. But, you know, it, it got to where the broadcasting was computerized. Uh, we would go in and we would sit there and have a microphone in front of us, kind of like this one here. And we would sit there and we would talk a little bit and then we would talk a little bit more and we'd put it all in the computer and then we would leave. And the computer would make it sound like, you know, we were live in the studio for that four hours when, you know, it took us 10 minutes to do. And then we were gone. So it wasn't really all that creative. So, uh, that's when I decided to retire and get out, get out of it.
1: <laughs> so, uh, 40 years, uh, you was into radio and TV broadcasting. Uh, you, you have took a lot of interviews, right? Have a lot of what? Interviews.
0: Oh yes. Yes. Quite a few. Yeah. This, this is one of the few times that I have been interviewed. Uh, most of the time I was conducting, I was in your seat and you were in my seat, you know, I would be. Uh, interviewing all these people. Uh, you know, I've interviewed um, uh, a lot of different uh, musicians, uh, people in uh, Aerosmith and Leonard Skinner and Fleetwood Mac and, and country people like George Strait and and uh, Reba McIntyre. I've interviewed all those. Uh, politicians like Bill Clinton I've interviewed. Um, people off the streets I've interviewed. I've interviewed uh, people who were addicted to drugs and wanted to help other people that, uh get away from it. Um, lots of different interviews, but right now I'm in a different seat. You're in my seat.
1: <laughs> okay. So when you was in my seat, uh, which was your favorite interview?
0: Did I what now?
1: Uh, when you was in my seat. Uh, what was your favorite interview?
0: What was the what, Timmy? The most yeah. best inter-
1: The best interview? Yeah, yeah. The best interview.
0: There was a, a a country singer by the name of Ronnie Millsap. He's still alive. But he was blind. And uh, I traveled to a uh, town where he was having a, a concert. And... Uh, the concert. great performance <laughs> uh, we, we sat down and we, we talked and I had people tell me Ronnie will talk to you just as long as you talk to him and I had a tape recorder there with a 45 minute tape in it we didn't have the digital design. but we sat down and uh, he, he, he was he was very uh, kind he was a kind person But one of his stories that I heard from somebody else was that uh, when he was a child, his mother abandoned him. He was like uh, two or three years old and his mother left and left him with their their grandparents. And uh, later she came back. uh, He was seven, I believe, uh, was the story when when she actually came back. And she came back with a new husband and a a new daughter. And uh, she put Ronnie on... In the, on the couch and uh, told him Ronnie this is your little hand said I want you to feel over her eye and he you know, had his hand over her eye and she said this is your little sister she can see she's not blind like you and he told him that she was embarrassed by him because he had this uh, uh, disadvantaged uh, physical problem he couldn't see. And he said th- the best thing he said was that he didn't harbor any uh, anger toward her. He had forgiven her and he, he felt uh, uh, at peace about it. But he went on to be very successful probably much more successful and much more talented than his, than his little sister who could see so I, I really his interview with me was um was probably one of the best you know uh, i can't say bill clinton was because it was all political and and um i i enjoy hearing people talk about feelings of the heart and uh, i think that's uh where that everybody on the face of the earth have something in common Because we have these emotions, we have the the sadness and we have the joy and we have the the compassion and we have uh, understanding and we have uh, feelings that everybody has in common. And I think we need to touch on those feelings and we can come together a little bit. Um, We're we're too divided right now and we need to calm down and, and and. feel our heart a little bit and have some compassion toward one another.
1: So you are into communication. Uh, you was uh, into TV broadcasting and uh, you was into uh, the radio broadcasting.
0: As in, in communication? Yes. Uh definitely yeah
1: you you was into communication tv tv broadcasting and uh, radio broadcasting that was a communication uh medium you was into that
0: yes yes i was uh... and
1: uh and uh now uh you are a writer and uh, you are communicating uh, uh with uh with the human beings through your, your expressing yeah, your it's... viewpoints you are expressing yourself
0: yes yes um it's, it's all in communication and, and all how we're uh, relating to one another. Um, and the writing hopefully will continue, even more so of what I was doing before, because there, there's, there's information and there's entertainment and there's personal growth that comes about through communicating together. The story I'm writing right now on my next book is uh, about the friendship be- between a uh, black man and a white man. And this was uh, the time setting around 1938. It was after World War I, but before World War Two, And uh, one of the men had saved the other man's life. And they had become friends for life. Uh, extremely close, loved one another like brothers. And I'm thinking, that's a good story. That's, that's a good story of how uh, how we should be. You know, we should be saving one another instead of drowning one another. So I hope my story has come out with some of that compassion. Yeah. So uh, what your life taught you?
1: What? What uh, your life uh, taught you?
0: What has my life taught me? Uh, my life taught me slow down. Uh, to appreciate uh, people, your family. Family is extremely important to me. Uh, many families, uh, when the, the parent or the patriarch or the matriarch of the family dies, they, they clash and they they fight over who's going to get what that was left and all that. And with my siblings, we never had a crossword between us. We have never uh, we have always cherished our family. We cherished our, our mother. Uh, she was the one that held us together. Uh, my father wasn't such a good man, but. Uh, you know, I always think that there are two things you can learn from a person one, what to do. Number two, what not to do. My mother taught us a lot about what to do, my father taught us a lot about what not to do.
1: so what what you are uh, teaching now
0: what am i teaching
1: what you are teaching now
0: i'm sorry i'm not understanding you
1: you said that uh, uh, your parents taught uh, you what to do and what not to do yes so what you are telling
0: what am i which one am i doing
1: <laughs> no no what you are telling now because you are you are a father now
0: yes oh yes um uh, my my uh my son is forty years old uh I had him when I was thirty, and I think that at thirty I was finally ready to, to be a responsible father um uh, I've made mistakes as a father, but uh he you ask him about my parenting. And I raised him much, it was he and I, you know, we, his mother and I divorced, so I raised him. And he was a great kid. I mean, great. I told him once, I said, Abram, if you ever get arrested, I will come to the police station and I will bail you out one time. If you get in there a second time, you're on your own. <laughs> And I uh, uh, told him about that years later, and he said, Dad, you never had to bail me out that first time. He's never been in trouble. He's never been in jail. Uh, he's a good kid. Now I'm concentrating my efforts on my, my grandson, uh, trying to teach him uh, to value the, the family and, and the compassion and the understanding and the communication family should have. Uh, We sit on our phone a lot, you know, we're on the computer a lot, but we have to always have our time that uh, we're communicating, we're talking, we're sharing, we're understanding each other, we're we're giving uh, attention to one another, he to me and I to him. So the the thing that I think that I have uh, learned most in life uh, of what's important, It's it's not the money, so, everybody wants to, to be successful enough to be comfortable. But uh, I think so many people that uh, have a lot of money, but they don't have happiness. If I have my choice, I'd rather have the happiness and, and the money can take care of itself. That's basically what life has taught me.
1: So, 70 years uh, you are uh, on this planet. I'm sorry you 70 years and uh, you are on this planet
0: the the problem with our communication here is sometimes your picture freezes i read lips a lot <laughs> if i could see your lips moving i could probably figure out what you're saying being in radio for so long and wearing headphones loud uh has has harmed my hearing i'm i'm Okay. But like in this year, and this year is the only one that I can actually hear out of. So I'm sorry that I have so difficulty understanding you. Plus, you have a, a an accent, and I figure you think that I have an accent as well. So you may not be able to understand me any better than I you. But repeat your last question. Uh
1: you, 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 you are on this planet uh, seventy years.
0: Seventy years, yes
1: right so what the uh, world learned from you
0: what does the world learn from me yeah oh you'd have to ask the world really um i think everybody has uh people who who love and respect you and there's people who aren't going to like you no matter what you do you know you, you do a great job at what you do but there's probably people say, yeah you know That's not for me. Uh, But you've got people that really love you as well. Uh, Most of the people who really know me, I'm pretty introverted. I I say to myself, but I've always tried to be kind to people. And through the kindness, uh, sometimes people misinterpret that as uh, your weakness. But, you know, it's really not. Um, I hope that they have, the world has uh, gotten from me Uh, A little bit of uh, understanding of uh, compassion. Well, Hopefully hopefully my writing will will add to that somewhat. And the world, it's there for the world if the world wants it. You know, the, the books are out there. Our writings are out there. The communication is out there. So a person has to be willing and wanting to receive that or it doesn't work. They they miss it. And you miss a good part of life if you don't have that.
1: So you're an experienced person.
0: I'm a what person? Experienced person. Expedient. uh I try to be, yes. So
1: what do you think uh, that works to be happy on this planet?
0: What it takes to be happy? Uh the right values uh, you know we've seen so many people in in, in the United States in the past uh, few years that have become very angry uh, about everything from Donald Trump to you know um, I'm not getting what I deserve and this and the other um, I, I hope that at some point we can get back to finding a peace within ourselves. Uh, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to grow to be an angry old man. I want to be a wise old man, and hopefully, I'm headed that direction. Though sometimes I take a step backward <laughs> a time or two, you know, in my life. But uh, you know, I'd like to see peace in the world. I'd like to see people enjoying their life instead of angry about something about it. You, you can't really have a good life if you're angry. You've got to have some peace. Yeah, help. yeah, yeah. All right. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so the last part I didn't understand. Uh where we're we right. The last uh, 1 minute uh I didn't understand because the the video was frozen.
0: Okay. Yeah, you kind of froze up there for uh, a few minutes there. Um, I, I think it was talking about you know the uh, what uh, I hope the world this uh, finding a way to find people. Uh, not that I'm a, a big uh, leader of anything. I you know I'm I'm just an average person that uh, tries to do the best I can do that tries to find peace in my life. And I hope everybody else finds it where we can quit arguing and we can quit uh, hating, you know, the hate destroys not only the people you hate, it destroys yourself. So it's, it's a waste of life if all you can do is uh, find the negative to, to find the anger. We need to do away with it, you know, it. The world would be such a nice place. I wrote a song once that called, that said, if for one minute, for 60 seconds, everyone in the world could get rid of anger, get rid of frustration, and just find peace in their life. For one minute, the world. And I believe that. I believe if everybody could do it at once, it won't happen, but it's a nice thought. You do a great job. You pronounce, you pronounce your name, Sy. Si?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I watched some of your videos. I thought they were pronouncing it si. So You do a great job, and you're doing a great. Work. And I truly appreciate uh, you following me to to come on this program and, and talk a little bit while you're sitting. And I said, the hot uh, seat. <laughs>
1: So, at last, uh, do you have anything to uh, say about your books and about your work? Uh, uh, do you want to tell about uh, anything that you do uh, to, to the people who watches this video?
0: Uh, you mean about my book? Anything. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, I have this nice little cup. This is I Am Country folk. I, I hope people will uh, buy my book. It's not that expensive it's the, the paperback is a uh, limited printing first edition so after i'm gone from this earth it could be like worth lots of money so they need to buy it now <laughs> and uh, uh look for my next book i haven't uh, titled it yet but it'll be out before the end of the year
1: I'll i'll put the uh, links of your books in the description of this video
0: what in the studio
1: uh, I'll put uh, the links links of your books in That's the description it. of this
0: video. Okay, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that.
1: People who finds our video on YouTube, they will uh, 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 on YouTube anywhere they can uh, they can find uh, it and uh, uh, they can buy your book.
0: They can. Uh, you can uh, get it on Amazon Kindle, or you can go to my website. Uh, and get the paperback or a PDF version. Website is larrykmorfew.author.com So they can get on there and they can find it. Yes.
1: I'll put the website also in the description. I'm sorry? I'll put the website also in the description of this video.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much, I appreciate it. You're, You're very kind and good luck. I hope you do extremely well. You're doing a great job.
1: So, at last, uh, have you seen any previous videos of mine on YouTube?
0: Yes. Yes, I have. I have. And uh, as I said, you do a great job. You're, you you do a good job of interviewing people. You, I would... what, what, is your,
1: what is your observation? Because I'm doing your job.
0: That's okay. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm getting older, so I wanted to pass it along to... Younger guys like you. <laughs> what is what is your
1: observation? Me as a communicator talking with different country people. Uh,
0: I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Uh,
1: what is your observation? Uh, uh, you know, I'm talking with uh, different country people and uh, who are uh, speaking different uh, things and who are into different professions. Who I read uh, different professions. Uh, who works in different. Pro- uh, uh, who works in different parts of the world. So, what is your personal observation because you you have huge uh, uh number of experience right
0: well would i pass along to them
1: what uh, no what is your what is your uh, uh view on my work
0: on your work oh you're you you're great uh you know your your english is good it's my hearing that's bad so uh you know as far as what you're doing uh, keep doing it. Do you do you interview just authors, or do you interview just interesting people?
1: I do with uh,
0: police,
1: army, and uh, uh, singers, dancers, uh, all professions.
0: Good, you, good, yeah. yeah. Yes, Uh, you know, as time goes by, I might have some suggestions for you because I I meet some interesting people. So, if you would like, you know, when I run across people who are like that, um, you know, I'll pass it along to you, and you might work out something that you can interview them as well. They probably enjoy that.
1: Hundred percent. I love to do that.
0: Okay. Well, I'll I'll pass that along. Uh, There's a a woman that I've been talking to who was a, a police officer. and uh i'm gonna discuss it with her because she was uh she had some interesting stories she really did she told me about uh uh, a few things that you know she was the first woman on the police force and she was the uh, first woman uh to do this and you know the little towns that have their mafias and things that probably would be interesting she might be very interesting for you to interview
1: so at the end of this video i'll put uh a message called uh, uh, chatting with uh, police officer coming soon.
0: Okay. All right. Well, well sir, thank you very much for talking with me.
1: Thank you, sir, uh, for giving me your valuable time and uh, uh, telling me about your experience and uh, telling me about your books and uh, telling about a lot of good things which are very useful for a lot of people.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Hope it has been of service to you
1: yeah can i put this video on my youtube channel on uh, video and audio on my youtube channel on social media on internet uh, on my podcast everywhere with your permission
0: sure you can use anything
1: you want thank you very much sir keep going Uh, keep doing what you love and be healthy take care of yourself
0: thank you blessings to you
1: bye